No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Joseph was stuck in prison and probably felt he was forgotten, but God was about to lift him up even further than he could imagine. We hope you'll join us right here, right now, as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 41 on Simply the Bible. Joseph had now been in Egypt a total of 13 years as a slave in the house of Potiphar and then as a prisoner in the king's dungeon. He was now 30 years old, and it would have been difficult for him to believe that anything good could come from his life. We pick it up in Genesis 41. Then it came to pass at the end of two full years. Two years earlier, Joseph correctly interpreted the dreams of the butler and the baker. The butler was restored to Pharaoh's court, and the baker was hanged. Joseph had told the butler to put in a good word for him to the king, but the butler forgot all about Joseph. Joseph was learning patient endurance. It seems that God's timing is never our timing. We want things to move along quickly, but it seems like God is always taking so long. However, if we only knew what God was up to, then we would be glad. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans 5.3, We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Now, I will admit, I'm not there yet. I find that I still complain when I run into problems and trials. I want everything to go smoothly and on my time schedule. But I have found that if I will surrender these things to God and submit to His methods and timing, then He works patience and character and hope in me And he brings about the good plans that he has for my life in his time. Now, Joseph waited on the Lord to deliver him, and he grew stronger, and God was preparing him for the work he would be doing. As we have seen, Joseph's life parallels the life of Christ. Joseph waited many years in humiliation until God exalted him. In the same way, Jesus humbled himself and submitted to God's plan so that he would be exalted in due time. Paul writes in Philippians 2.8, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus Every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus has been exalted and now is sitting at the right hand of God, but he still is awaiting the day when God will put all things under his feet and he will reign on the throne of David in Jerusalem forever. God takes time to work out his plans. 
We continue in verse 1. Then it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh had a dream, and behold, he stood by the river. Suddenly there came up out of the river seven cows, fine-looking and fat, and they fed in the meadow. Then, behold, seven other cows came up after them out of the river, ugly and gaunt, and stood by the other cows on the bank of the river. And the ugly and gaunt cows ate up the seven fine-looking and fat cows. So Pharaoh awoke. In this dream, Pharaoh is standing by the Nile River. The Egyptians were completely dependent upon the Nile. Now, seeing seven fat Healthy cows coming from the river is a good sign. But then to see seven ugly gaunt cows coming from the river and then suddenly turn cannibalistic and devour the fat cows, that can't be good. Pharaoh wakes up probably in a panic. Verse 5, he slept and dreamed a second time and suddenly seven heads of grain came up on one stalk, plump, and good. Then behold, seven thin heads, blighted by the east wind, sprang up after them. And the seven thin heads devoured the seven plump and full heads. So Pharaoh awoke, and indeed it was a dream. As Pharaoh dreams a second time, he sees seven heads of grain come up on one stalk, plump and good. But then he sees seven thin, shriveled heads come up after them and suddenly devour the plump and full heads. Who ever heard of cannibalistic wheat? Pharaoh awakes and realizes that this also was a dream. Now it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men. And Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was no one who could interpret them for Pharaoh. He wakes up with a troubled spirit. He's probably thinking, I had way too much to dream last night. He figures that the gods must be trying to tell him something. This was just too strange not to be a divine occurrence. But what are they trying to tell him? He calls for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. They're on the payroll. They ought to be able to tell him the meaning of these dreams but they are of no use. God now has Pharaoh, the butler, and Joseph exactly where he wants them. Verse 9, Then the chief butler spoke to Pharaoh, saying, I remember my faults this day. When Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, both me and the chief baker, we each had a dream in one night, he and I. Each of us dreamed according to the interpretation of his own dream. Now there was a young Hebrew man with us there, a servant of the captain of the guard, and we told him and he interpreted our dreams for us. To each man he interpreted according to his own dream. And it came to pass just as he interpreted for us, so it happened. He restored me to my office and he hanged him. Now, what do you suppose would have happened if the butler had spoken to Pharaoh about Joseph when he got out of prison two years earlier? Hey, Pharaoh, there's a Hebrew in prison who interpreted my dream. He got it right. And he wants me to tell you that he's been mistreated and stuck in this prison. 
If the king was moved to do anything at all, it would have been to send Joseph back home to his own people. But that isn't what God wanted. If God would have done what Joseph wanted two years earlier, then Joseph never would have been exalted to the place God prepared for him. But now, Pharaoh is desperate. God has given him two dreams that trouble him, and he must figure them out. All his magicians and wise men have failed him. His butler tells him about a Hebrew who has the gift. Now Pharaoh is motivated to get Joseph out of the dungeon. God is working behind the scenes to fulfill his plan. Verse 14, Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him quickly out of the dungeon, and he shaved, changed his clothing, and came to Pharaoh. An unshaven man was considered an abomination to the Egyptians. So Joseph shaves and changes his clothes before appearing before Pharaoh. I'm thinking he probably bathed as well. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream and there is no one who can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that you can understand a dream to interpret it. So Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, It is not in me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Once again, Joseph refuses to take any credit for the gift that God has given him. We see this repeatedly in the scripture with those whom God uses. They are quick to give God the credit and the glory. This reminds me of a worship song that we sing, Not to us, but to your name be the glory. There is always the danger that when God begins to use someone, when he begins to bless the work of their hands, that they take a bow. They point to their education, their hard work, achievements, or afflictions. But where would they be if God hadn't given them life, talent, and opportunities? It is better for us to thank God for giving us what we don't deserve and then give Him the glory. As Joseph answers Pharaoh, he also expresses faith. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. I must say that I love having people of faith around me. There are so many negative Neds and Nellies, but people who truly trust God and have confidence in His power to work out everything for good, they are just great people to have around. God help us to be such faithful, hopeful, inspiring people and lay aside our wet blankets. The picture was beginning to come into focus for Joseph. Why had God allowed his brothers to sell him as a slave? Why had Potiphar's wife been attracted to him and then framed him when he refused her? Why had God given him favor in the prison so that he was given charge of the butler and baker? Why had they each been given a dream and Joseph gave the correct interpretation? And why did Joseph wait an additional two years in the king's dungeon? Often, it is only in hindsight that we see God's plan. God is behind the scenes, working all the way along. If you are a child of God, then you can be confident that God is working out details and plans that you know nothing about. The Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians 2, 8-10, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, 
created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The Greek word that is translated workmanship also gives us our English word poem. We are God's poem, His masterpiece. He is writing our lives. Like a good novel, we can't know how it ends until we get there. All we know is that he is a good author. When we get to the end of the story, then we will be able to look back over the details of our lives and see how God used them all. And why? Because he has a work that he prepared beforehand for you to do. He knew you from before the foundation of the world. And if you will trust in him, then he will work all things, even your failures to get you where he wants you to be so that you can do what he's prepared for you to do. Oh, how marvelous the mystery and wonders of God. How far are his ways above our ways and his thoughts above our thoughts. If you are in a deep, dark dungeon right now, then don't lose heart. Keep trusting in the promises of God. Be faithful in doing what you know is good and true. Look up, for your redemption draws near. And if God has set before you an open door, if he has gifted you and is using you, then be thankful and give glory to him from whom all blessings flow. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 10.30 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, just go to their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. We'd love to hear from you. Tomorrow we will see how after 13 years of slavery, God would lift Joseph up over all of Egypt. We hope you'll join us then as we continue in Genesis on Simply the Bible. 